Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers and swears. Hi there, who are you? I'm Evelyn Rogers, who are you? I'm your father, Scott Rogers. What are we doing here? Well, it's a podcast. About? The magicians. And? Magicians-related things. And it's called... Fillory and Father. Hey, here we are in our brand new studio. What do no, you think of it? It's the kitchen. Well, it's a brand new it's studio for us. Hey, why do you have to like de-emphasize all my wonderfulness? I'm the straight man. You are, which is ironic. That I don't know about that. Uh huh. <laughs> You're definitely not straight yeah, or a man. Thank you. All right, here we go. So let's. What's that? For picking. Thank you for picking up on my joke. Yes, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, all right. So here we are. We're listening to or watching. Listening. We're watching. Well, what we're we watching watch? season four, episode two of The Magicians: Lost, Found, Fucked. Okay. First of all, I don't like it when you use that language. It's the title of the fucking episode. Secondly, is this show the show with the most swearing on television? I'm Googling. You're Googling whether or not. I think it has an, uh, actually won, like, an uh, not an award, but, like, set a record mm. for the most use of the F word in a single episode. We will see. Is it The Magicians? It is know. not. No? What was it? It's... South I don't Park. know. South Park, Farscape, Firefly. Red Dwarf. Red, Red Dwarf, Dwarf. There's no there's F in no There's no swearing. F in. I think it says what to watch. Never mind. Oh. Not Here we are. Show with Top the Top 10 shows. Watch Mojo. We love the Watch Mojo lady. She's All right. the best. Are we going to do a whole episode of just watching Watch, watch Mojo, Mojo videos? No. no. Oh, it's South Park. South Park, okay. And then Deadwood. That makes sense. How far is the family magicians guy. anywhere on there? No. True Magi- Blood. Does the Family Guy swear? Yes. All right. Anyway. Anyway, Magicians is not on the list. Maybe they need to say fuck more. All right. Well, you don't need to say <laughs> fuck more. This is directed we by We have a warning Chris that says Fisher. swears and spoilers. Yeah, I know. I know. But still. So, yeah. I don't approve swears. on gratuitous swearing. Uh, well, it just There's so many other words in the English language. I bet Chris Fisher likes swearing. There's so many other words in the English language that you don't have to use swear words. Well, obviously. Obviously, it's a sign of low intelligence. No. Yes. It's not. It is. Swearing is not a sign of low intelligence. All right. So, let's talk about the episode, which they should have started with a suicide trigger warning on the previously on, Mm -hmm. because what's the first thing they show us? Suicide Alice. Yeah, but uh, after the previously on, we get to see Grease, which is Vancouver in yellow lighting. Oh, I thought you were going to say the movie. No. (laughs) Haha. Very funny. Um... (laughs) But we see the monster, we see Jennifer and Brian, and then Jennifer says, you know, you gotta go and find a wild pig for me, and you gotta sacrifice it on the altar, pretty please. I can't do it myself, because it needs human sweat. It's the monster. The monster's name is Jennifer? It's not the monster's name, but it's what we as the fandom call them. Jennifer? Jennifer. I thought it was just Elliot as a monster. It's Jennifer. Or Evil Elliot. Jennifer. Or Dark Elliot. It's Jennifer. like Dark Phoenix. I explained this to you last episode. It's like Jennifer's body. Oh, right. Jennifer's body. You think that they would... um, That's a nice name. I enjoy the name Jennifer. You would think that they would, like, clean up a little bit, though. No, because here's the thing. They changed the, the monster's style of dress between season three and four. And I'm kind of sad about it, but I'm also not sad about it. Why are you sad? Because in the end of season three, when the monster first appears in, like, in Elliot's kind of body body vessel, um, the monster, Jennifer, they're wearing, like, you know, a nice dark suit with, like, a cool jacket and stuff and, like, a little scarf. But I think that probably what it was was they had just possessed Elliot. And that's why. And Elliot was Nigel. And so that's how Nigel dresses, mm-hmm. you know. And then now this is the monster and how they actually dress. And so it's a lot of print t-shirts. Sadly, no Garfield t-shirts. Why sadly no Garfield? Because I just think it would be very funny to see a Garfield t-shirt splattered in blood. Yeah, but Garfield. Be hilarious. Are you kidding me? Would you think Jim Davis it's would just want... like a, It's just like a Garfield. Like, imagine Jennifer wearing, like, a Garfield t-shirt. It's covered in blood, and it says, God won't let me die, and it's a picture of Garfield. No, what if it's... Lo- what with if lasagna? That would be so of, fucking funny. What if it's a picture of Garfield, and it says, I hate Mondays? Or it says, Garf time. What? Garf time? Garf time. <laughs> Who 
where are you getting your Garfield t-shirts? Um, my brain. All right. I'm well, designing them constantly. You have a cafe press in your brain? Yes, exactly. Right. Only for the monster, though. All right. But, yes, we see the monster, and they're in Greece, and they've come to summon Enulius, who is uh, apparently the Greek god Ares, but that's not actually his name, and he hates it when people call him that. Is that a real thing, though? I don't know if Enulius is a real thing. Isn't Ares? I thought Ares was the Greek name because Mars is the Roman name. Yes. So who's, what was the other name? Enulius. Enulius? Yeah. Is that an actual, like, if... I don't it's know. It's too bad my brother isn't here. He would know. Yeah. He's Sorry, the, Uncle Brett. He's the Greek mythicist. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So anyway, they're trying to summon Ares. Let's just call him Ares. The other name's too hard to say. And uh, they need to kill a pig to do they it. They need to kill a little tiny pig. But Aww, then pig. we see Marina. Uh, she has just, just like last episode, they had cast the spell to kind of reveal what the um, witness protection spell was on all of the questers. And it sent back a huge force of energy, and it activates a, like, pre-recorded message on her phone from Dean Fogg telling Marina, uh, well, it says, like, whoever you are, please stay away from the spell. I will curse you, and I will kill you if you try and take this, if you try to take the spell off my students. And Josh mistakes it for James Earl Jones. Yes, and you laughed very loud at that. That was a good laugh. Yeah, but it's a little automated message that says, do not mess with my enchantment. But... Uh, Marina's like, hmm, I've got a theory about some of you people. So she walks up to DJ Hansel, best boy in the world, and she does her little magic reveal on him. And she finds Hang on his a second. You... She finds a, a one from, remember, season one, there's a tattoo you can do to make sure that a traveler stays in one place. Right, right. And so she removes the traveler's um, bond uh, anchor. And so now DJ Hansel can travel. Right. So do you think that the, the you know, choreographer or whatever, like, who, first of all, who comes up with the tuts for and the magicians? Um, Kevin Lee okay. is his name. So do you think do you think Kevin Lee is like, all the magicians want to be film directors because they do that little framing thing? Like, whenever they want to see, like, the truth, they do the little directors. If you make an L with one hand and you make an L with the other hand and you make – you put touch your thumbs together, you make a little box well, like a film a, yeah, director. Well, in the book it says that when they do reveals, they make a little box with their fingers. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, so that's an actual Lev thing? Yeah. So do you think Lev wants to be a film director? Uh, well, I mean, he's writing scripts for TVs and films, so – you think it's just a matter of time before Lev becomes a film director? I don't know about that, but I definitely – I definitely think like a screenwriter is a thing. Do you think that when Lev finally becomes a film director and he does his little L's to look at something, he's going to actually reveal the inner world? Uh-huh. And he's going to be like, oh, shit, I'm a magician this whole time. Exactly. He didn't even know it. He's actually... So actually there's a spell on Lev and maybe he thinks he's Lev Grossman. But, but he's in not. Reality, but who is he really? I don't know. Who is he really? <laughs> who is Lev Grossman really? Exactly. Who really wrote those books? <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, um, but now DJ Hansel can travel around, and he's having a great time. <laughs> and he, in fact, travels into some chips. Yes, into a bowl of chips. Yes, <laughs> this is a really good Penny slash DJ, DJ Hansel episode. We love DJ Hansel. Yes. Do we love Penny Twenty Three only occasionally, but not really? Oh, but DJ come Hansel, on. you should transmit your love. No, for Hansel. the real love is for Arjun Gupta yes, at all yes, times. Exactly. That is the answer. There you go. But he's, and he's having way too much fun he's, with this. No, he's having so much fun, and that's what makes it great. Yes, it's it so is. fun. He really needs to play more. Like he's brooding, looking, you know, as an actor. But he really needs to... No, he has a sunshine smile. I was say, he needs to play more happy, funny, like the, the, the happy foil to the tortured hero. Yeah. Right? Like, what else has he appeared in lately? Uh, he was in Nurse Jackie. Okay. Well, who did he play in Nurse Jackie? He was a nurse. A tortured... But not angry, Jackie. A tortured, angry nurse? No. Was he a happy nurse? I think he... I don't know. I've never seen Nurse Jackie. You haven't? You're such a big... Arjun fan, and I yet know, you I haven't seen to. that show. I need to. You like you watch any old crap with Hale Appleman in it, and yet you didn't watch It's true. Arjun? Well, there's a lot of episodes of Nurse Jackie. All right. Well, you only need to watch one to get an idea, right? Yeah. Of the character. I will, then. All right. There you go. That's your next assignment. 
Yeah, but uh, we don't see Nurse Jackie in the next scene. We see Janet, and she's been traveled to Fillory. Yes, then she's um, been followed by Gollum. It's not Gollum, though. Um, it's actually well, she a appears... frog man with no pants. <laughs> well, he's got a loincloth. No, he doesn't have a loincloth. Like he just has a gut. No, he He's has like a, Donald no, Duck. He he's running loincloth. around with no pants he on. He does, he does. Bare ass. You can see it. You can see a loin. I wasn't looking up for his loincloth. I look It was just kind of a big gut right there. Yeah. I couldn't get past that. But she gets pulled underwater into his little magical cave right and it turns out that it is the lord of all like fresh water and fillery he's like you can call me lord fresh yeah <laughs> terrible um, sounds like something ad for subway sandwiches oh god um you know do you think that this lord fresh is supposed to be kind of the analogy of the swamp god that janet like yes but smacked it's down in analogy the is not the right, right. Word. well whatever like a kind of a yes they're like we want to have Kind of this idea of this character, but we don't want him to be a dick. A bad giant. Guy. You don't want him to be a giant snapping turtle. Well, it'd be awesome if he was a giant. But snapping he's not turtle. a giant. He's snapping not. Turtle. He's instead, instead he's, he's a, a little frog. Instead, man. he's an actor in a fat suit. Yes, and he eats a little fly. Yes, um, with his digital tongue, like Jar Jar Binks. Tongue. But he tells Janet that um, there's a you box. Know, he's got a ward on his cave, so it'll protect her from the spell that's keeping you know her confused and not knowing who she is and that he has been keeping safe um the high king's birthright bro- birthright box which has the it had recorded the events of um the high king coming to power and then you know losing um her identity and then making her great return okay let me ask you a question yes are there if this is janet slash margo's birthright box Shouldn't is, there be one for Elliot? Is there one for Elliot? Is there no. one? Is there one? Because I came up with the idea. Is there one the for Martin? No. Because is there they, one for any of the other kids? No. High kings. No, because they came up no, with the idea. No. See, this I disagree. Season. I think that there are boxes everywhere, and but they're they filled with crap. Them. Well, no, they're just guarded by different. Creatures. Well, they're filled with like lizards and stuff. Well, maybe one of them is guarded by a bird Mar- person. Well, the thing that's in Margot's birthright box is a lizard. Is that what's in that there? That foretells the future. You just... You've seen this season. I don't remember this, You've season, seen this season, and you just spoiled this episode. We for have me. spoilers. It's not this uh, episode. It's whatever. later. Later. You spoiled later. See, now I was like all wondering what's in the box. It's a lizard. And it's you just said it's, it's a little a lizard. lizard. But it's does it sweet... talk at least? It does not talk. Oh man, this but show... it does turn into Elliot and sing. I I would much rather have them spent the money on like a, a giant turtle puppet turtle. that talked mm-hmm. than uh, looks like a little muppet. The fat guy, I mean, you know, he did a good job and he was sympathetic, but to be honest, his makeup was very distracting. Uh huh. It just there was something about it that looked because he's little, sweaty. Well, wet and sweaty. Uh, they glycerin. They probably slathered him with stuff. Vaseline. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, the the point is that. Janet has a birthright box that she needs to this, get. This show would have been more magical if there had been more talking animals in it. Like, but alas. Like, well, no, I mean, like, there's the bunnies that are cute, and there's the bear, right? Humble and, drum. Yeah, humble drum. And, you know, I kind of wish that they had gone that direction more. Because that talking, you know, I don't know much about Narnia. But all what I do know is that there's a shit ton of talking animals in Narnia. Right. And so I think that not capturing that feeling, that Narnian feeling of talking animals, I think is actually a little bit to the detriment. I mean, don't get me wrong. The designs of like the Peacock Man and stuff like that are interesting. But to be honest, I almost would rather have been talking animals. A talking peacock. Yeah. Talking peacock. Talking Talking deer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of the deer lady. I mean, I get it. it. So cool. I get it. Makeup artists. Uh, makeup artists they gotta work you know and they do some cool uh, things but to be honest i almost feel like because there are so many fantasy shows and like imagery now out there that either they're gonna try really hard to try to be something original and it just feels a little forced or i'll have seen it and go "Eh, i kind of seen that before and it's not as good as whatever some other thing right like, if you're going to do a talking turtle person, you got to be better looking than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cause those the, are good. the movie versions? Yeah, the movie versions, are... right? That look awesome. Because those are good looking turtles, right? Like uh... any of those versions, they're good looking turtle creatures. So now my taste in talking turtle people 
has been calibrated towards the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, and everything else is beneath that, right? Like on a sliding scale, everybody's got a sliding scale of talking turtle people in their head, and you know this. Unfortunately, this turtle guy, Lord Fresh, is not at the top of the list. Mm. Now, if you were to make it look like a real puppet of a turtle that talked. You'd be like, wow, that's a really great looking real turtle puppet. And there are people out there that make real like really good puppets. looking, yeah, real turtle, animal, whatever puppets, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that in the end, it would have been more interesting, more on brand, and more unique for them to be talking animals than for them to just be these kind of weird people in costumes. Mm. What yeah. do you think? Well, I personally love practical effects, so yeah. I'm always on the side of practical effects right. when they're done well right well i mean makeup pra- is practical pra- yes and i yeah it, when a practical effect is done well it will always hold up better than anything kind of digital or you know right you mentioned weird. that later on too yeah um all right but yeah janet um then we find out that like the cave is not going to actually like protect her as much as um lord fresh thought it would so he sends her back up and he says, come back. Throws her in the mud in her white well, clothes. Well, he says, he says, come back when you, like, found yourself again, and I'll give you your birthright box. And it's all good. You gotta go towards the mountains to go find the god that summoned you here, meaning Ember. So, for the first time, let me let And he, me gives, make her, a... he gives her, he gives her, her lunch. Yes, but he hey. He gives I, her a little fish. Not a little, it's a big fish. Big old fish. So, here's the thing. In terms of all the other kind of video gamey things that they've done in the show... This is the first time they've actually done it right, which is in a video game, if you're going to get somebody to want to open a box, you show them the box and then you have them go find the key, mm-hmm. right? And so obviously the key is they've got to find their birthright. Is that what it is? They find Ember. Ember. Oh, okay. Anyway. To remember who she so is. So unlike all the other stupid fetch quests, I mean, this is still a stupid fetch quest, but at least you see like, all right, here's a box. I want to know what's in it. Now I got to go find, do something in order to... Um, uh, you know, get the box open, right? So there you go. There's your game design tip of the day. Uh-huh. Show the box first, then have them go find the key, not the other way around. Uh-huh. But um, which was the whole last other season? Yeah, but we see then we see the Cheerio Planet, and we. So okay, let me ask Cheerio Planet question again. Did I see, ask this question already? We see why Alice. are there other libraries on we the Cheerios? And like, she why has are a there so bug. many Cheerios? She has a little It bug makes buddy. no sense. Why are there so many Cheerios? Because there's a bunch of branches of the library. No, but they're yes. like, why is there water on Cheerios? It's a Cheerio- big library. Why is there water on the Cheerios? Because it's planet? a planet. You they need don't... drinking source. No, you don't. If you're living in a library and you're making magic for everything, you don't need water. You look at Todd. Todd was just making booze out where of do you thin think, air. Where do you think they get their water sources then? We have a water source. Right, but That's we're not magicians. We get water from. Yeah, they also need water and food. They still need to eat at the library. All right, so that brings up a big question then. Are there farms on the library planet? Maybe. Are there process like animal processing plants? Like, is there slaughterhouses Maybe. and food processing? Uh, Are there fast food restaurants on the library planet? Definitely not. Why not? I just don't think they would have a McDonald's there. Why not? McDonald's are everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but no. See, you're no, being dismissive. I'm not. I'm not. You're yes being dis- you. You're being dismissive to my. I'm not yes to my you. creativity. Yeah. Well, why don't you write it then? No, I'm not going to write a fanfic about the McDonald's on the library. <laughs> I think it would be very. Funny. Although it would be pretty funny. Uh, Penny gets forced to work there instead of in the actual They're, library. Like, he's like, you're no good in the library. Where you're going to have to go work at McDonald's. <laughs> God, that'd be awful. <laughs> Um, no, but Alice has a little bug buddy. It's the cockroach that she got from last episode. Right. And, um, she is planning on using it for something. And she asks, uh, she's talking to Santa and Santa's like, hey, you know, um, um, I can get you something that you want and that's magic. And And that's going to be a PlayStation 5. No. Everybody's most wanted Christmas gift. No. No. So Um, do you think Santa, all right, let me ask you a question. Do you think Santa can only get you your heart's desire and nothing? Like, you might be like, hey, Santa, I, you know, I could use a sandwich. And he's like, yeah, but that's not what you really want. You really want Chinese food. And then you're like, uh-huh. well, but a sandwich. No, you got to have Chinese. Like, do you think Santa I mean, is. I would be fine. Do you think Chinese Santa is always. only about getting the one thing you really want? I don't know. I'm not Santa. You might be. I might be Santa. 
I know who Santa is. You know who Santa is? I know who your Santa is. It's um, Tim Allen. It's Tim Allen, the <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> it's the Santa Claus. He's Scott Calvin. He's not He's Santa. Scott Calvin, yeah. Uh, you know, do you think there's a coincidence that... Yeah, SC, that's on purpose Scott, for the No, film, no, Dad. I'm saying that Santa is named Scott. Scott, your last name does not start with a C. I'm How do you sorry. know? I, did... I am aware, because I have the same last name. Uh, maybe it's been a lie. Maybe we're living maybe this other life. Maybe it's been a lie. Yeah, maybe it's we're living this we're other life and we're protection. really, yes, I'm really Santa. I mean, look at me, first of all. <laughs> Do I look Santa-ish to you? Your beard's not long enough. Uh, uh, you know what? Santa's beard isn't that long in that show either. Well, all, he's been in prison for a while. He, he they probably made him beard. cut his beard. They should have made him have a long beard, right? Uh, to, to look more like Santa. Uh-huh. But hang on a second. I just have a rest of the, but, this thought for, but, about Santa. But so, do you think that? Um, wait, now where was I going with this whole Santa? Oh thing? Jesus Christ! I completely derailed myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Then we see Todd and, and yay Todd. <laughs> we see Todd. Oh, so much Todd in this he's episode. He's a little stenographer or whatever. No, he's a secretary. He's to secretary. Dean he's Dean Falk's secretary yeah. and typing away. And Marina makes him. And he's writing his memoirs. Remember, pa- he's memoirs? like yeah. his memoirs. That's what I said. His memoirs. He said memoirs. Memoirs. It's French, <laughs> like Perrier. Oh God. Um. But we Wait, see what was Mar- the frog Marina. Word? Marina. Grenoy, Marina and um, DJ Hansel travel to break bills and (laughs) Todd goes, oh my God, is that DJ Hansel? And then immediately passes out because Marina charms him. Yeah, I was going to say Marina made Um, it And she looks through his stuff and she finds um, the spell that um, Dean Fogg had. Juice, spell juice. The juice, the spell juice. So wait a second, why is, if it's a spell... It's a, like a potion. Right, but why does it need to be juice? Why can't it just be... I don't get it. Like, okay, so this is for later... Sorry, spoilers. Later in the episode, they find that there's like this battery powering the spell, right? Yeah. So if it's a potion-powered... Uh, uh, well, it has to be maintained. I think it's like it has to be ingested, but then once it's ingested, it has to be maintained via another source of magic. Right. So that's like a it's like a booster. Yeah. But like radi- But the thing is, the radiation. It's probiotic, and then the magic is like your gut bacteria actually working for once in your life. Right. But I'm saying that like, don't you need to be within a radius or something of that magic? Like, how far does the magic extend? In order to, like, it obviously goes all the way to fillery. Well, that's because he had the perpetual battery. And that's why it extends, because it's connected directly to the actual fountain of magic. Right. And that's how he's able to have them all enchanted. See, now, they didn't really establish that visual very well. Yeah, well, they don't establish a lot of stuff. They're very fast and loose with with their visuals. But then we see Marina, and she stabs Dean Fogg in the neck with a needle. Yes. Woo! Squirts him full of the th- same potion. It essentially looks like you know. Remember, and apparently it remember takes a otter day to pops. Kick in. Remember uh, it looks otter like pops? an otter pop. Yeah, I remember no. like blue raspberry otter pops. Oh, That's what it looks like. But um, she. What drugs would happen him. if you got injected with blue raspberry? She drugs. Otter pops. She drugs him, and she's like, "Give me the answer to um, solving this glamour or whatever." And Dean Fogg's like, "Nope, I'm not going to do that." See again, glamour so implies a spell. He goes, and to yet Todd. it's a potion. He goes to Todd, and he says, "This secret dies with you. We're not going to do anything about it. Instead, I'm going to make amends, right, and just have the best <laughs> cathartic time of my life." Yes, and then we get into a great montage of Dean Fogg. Yes, but before that, we see um, Tick Pickwick, who we haven't seen in a bit, yes. with um, acting High King Fen. Um, everyone's falling asleep at the council table, and he pulls her away and says, hey, we found a poacher, because um, Janet got uh, caught by some guards. She poached a fish. She poached a fish, but it was, it? Actually, it was given to poached, her. Poached fish? Uh-huh. So funny. Um, but she's in her little jail cell and they say, hey, every time that we say, uh, she's claiming to be the high king and every single time we say Margot's name, um, we get attacked by stuff. So we think maybe there might be some credibility. So they go to see Janet and she looks, you know, completely different from Margot. So they're like, well. Do you like the costume designs of the Florian guards, by the way? Um, I like them, but I think they're a little too, um. Dorky? No, I think they're, they've got a little bit too much fabric. If you're really like a guard, you would want less fabric. Yeah, I don't like the designs of them. I, I do enjoy, I, I think it looks very nice they're on Quentin. They're too overwrought. 
Looks very nice on Quentin. When did Quentin wear a guard? He wore it in season three. When he was in disguise. In episode six, season three, at the very beginning of the episode, he was impersonating a guard because they didn't want anyone to know that any other Felorian kings or queens were back. Gotcha. And so he pretended to be a guard, and then he hung out with Elliot, and then he was like, let's go on a boating quest. And Elliot was like, actually, no. And then Q was sad. That's when he wore the outfit. But... Um, they go talk to Janet, and they're like, hey, so Ember is returned from the dead, maybe, and also our air has opium in it, but now it has too much opium, so people are getting high and passing out and having dancing fits and dying. And it's not great. So we want to find Ember and tell him, please stop. We need you to stop. And so Janet is like, you know what? I will help you because even if I'm not this high king, this guy sounds like a guy who can party. And then we see Todd and Kim. Because Todd (laughs) needs to talk to someone about his secret, about Dean Fogg. And he decides Kim is the perfect person. He's just like, the the pressure is too much. I can't keep the secret. Kim, who he's only known for like half a semester. Well, you know, probably longer than that. We don't know the timeline. Because he introduced... Like she showed we don't up know the in time, but what she's been there, you know, through the trials, and the trials is like three months and stuff. Right. So but, it's been like half a year, maybe. But um, he's like, I need to tell. Don't tell Dean Fogg that I told you. Oh God, I'm so fucked. And then Kim's like, Wait, Dean Fogg's leaving? No, he's the only person who was nice to me, aside is, from Todd. Which is ironic. Yeah. Um, and then we get the montage. The montage of Fogg and Todd taking notes as Dean Fogg goes and makes his cathartic release with everyone he's ever had problems with. Yes. So he goes up to uh, Professor Walter and he says, hey, I'm leaving. You're the best drinking buddy I ever had. And Walter's like, what do you mean? We've only drank together twice. And Fogg's like, listen, dude, I'm a high-functioning alcoholic. I do all my serious drinking alone when I want to feel sad and not embarrassed about how sad I am in my life. And hey, here's some malt. You can go drink that. I was going to drink it. It's not malt. He says malt. Yeah. Malt is scotch. I didn't hear the full sentence. No, he didn't say scotch, but malt, he's referring to a scotch. It's not like they're going to the malt shop. I was not wrong It's not like they're going to the malt shop. I was not wrong then when I said malt. We're going to have a chocolate. We actually were a high-functioning ice cream soda aholic. Uh-huh. And we're drinking malts together. here's some alcohol. And we share the same straw. He says, hey, here's some alcohol. Go and have it. I was going to drink it if I ever killed myself, but, well, whoopsies. (laughs) There's a lot of really nonchalant. There's very a lot of dark revelations that Dean Fogg makes. And to be honest... I hate to say it, it's but funny. it's, funny. it's funny. Not only is it funny. Because it's so deadpan. It's also the first time I truly like this version of Dean Fogg. Oh. Like, like he, you know, he comes off as such a jerk in so much of the other seasons. Like, he's not as, we've had this discussion before, how I like the book Dean Fogg better than the TV show Dean Fogg. But this, this bit here where he's like so cavalierly macabre about things like i love it it's great Mm -hmm. the character maybe should have been a little bit more of that over the course of the show yeah he goes to his friend audrey and he says hey you're a cutthroat gambler and i am a degenerate gambler and i i am i have i have this desperation for this i love the degradation of losing and that's why i always lose to you all the time um and he pays off his gambling debts with her and um he's like wow leaving this world is actually pretty liberating i love this todd does this feel as cathartic as it is for me and todd's like uh no and then he goes a guy comes out of the campus building and he goes hold on one second and he clocks him in the face and he says he says tell jennifer uh thank you and goodbye and he's like yeah i cheated on him uh, i cheated on his wife with uh and um he reacted terribly to it um and then he's like also todd i want you to write down that all forms of intimacy terrify me when he's talking he's like i was raised by my grandma and i love her but i can never say it <laughs> um and then we see kim she comes across him and she says hey you can't leave you know um you can't you're the only person who believes in me and fog's like well sorry can't really help you there um and um (laughs) and (laughs) dean fogg's like i know who told you this todd yes todd this great great delivery this little flopping mouth yes that would Um, be a good ringtone todd todd but then he says hey you know i have a lifetime made up of regrets and i just want to like kind of make amends for a little bit of them since i have 
this I've been thrust into the situation where I have to do that and he talks to Kim and um, he says you know I cast a spell once that saved a bunch of my students but it changed their identities and he it she like questions him about it and like the spell goes to attack her and he makes it stop because he is the one who cast it so he can stop it from attacking and he says yeah you know if i revealed the spell then my students would be in danger so i'm not gonna do that and i gotta accept my fate and then he kim leaves and um dean fogg rips his suit um and we pull out and we see dj hansel and marina there watching through a mirror uh in a glass to like observe him and he does not give up the secret to how to reverse the spell and they're like damn He's so stubborn. Oh well, but um, I think Hansel is smitten with Marina. At of this course point. he is. Um, and you know he's like, hey, you know, thank you so much for helping us. You're like so sweet. And Marina's like, yeah, I am a person. I'm a very, very good person who lives to help others. It's yeah. just generally known. We know that. That's we know true. that's a lie, and it's very funny. Well, maybe twenty three version was nicer. No. No? You don't um, think so? You don't think it's possible for no. an alternate version? No. Do you think there's an alternate version of you out there that's nicer? No. I don't think so. You're consistently your personality. This is my cutoff for nice. This is your cutoff? This is yes. the nicest version of Evelyn that's out there? Yes. So all the rest of the Evelyns out there are mean? Yes. Really? Yeah. How mean? How I don't mean, know. Do you think It's alternate? an alternate universe. I can't look in there. How mean? Well, but you can play what if. That's what speculative fiction is all about. Yeah, well, I'm not writing a what if story. Instead, we're going to talk about how Isaac has a big dick. <laughs> it's his biggest problem about, in life. I thought you were talking about Hansel had a big dick. No, Isaac does, which is the Josh character. Um, they all, you know, since they're from a graphic novel, they all have, like, kind of complicated, but also not really complicated backstories. So, first of all, hang on a second. Sam is perfect. Let's talk Hansel about... Hansel slept with his stepsister. Yes, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the fact that how derisive this show is towards comic books. Uh-huh. Well, because, it's a graphic no, novel. No, it's not then. a graphic... First of all, graphic novel was a term created by bullshit academics in order to make them sound more respectable when they read comic books. That's so rude. No, it's not rude. It's the truth, because I was there when that term was invented, and we thought it was bullshit back then, and it's still bullshit. It's, they're comic books. That's what they are. Okay, but they are based off of graphic novel characters, and those <sighs> are their issues. Comic book characters. Graphic novel characters. Comic and, um, you know, Sam, novel... well, Sam says, you know, my life is too perfect. It has to be fake. And that's why I want to go back to the way it was before when I don't know who I well, am. Well, they have no clue how good or bad their life was, so. Yeah. Um, and then we see. So this is the, uh, is this a statement on the human condition? I don't know. Is that, think for a moment, just, just don't be so dismissive. The, the human, is the human condition to never be satisfied? Because, yes. because the condition of these characters, they're actually, their lives are pretty good, right? Dean Fogg did them at least a favor of giving them nice lives, right? But the problem is they're being hunted by a god. Well, so yeah, I mean, that they was... They can't stay that way. Yeah, I know. It's nothing good lasts. But, and that's another statement on humanity. But, um, but do you think that... You know, they're like, hey, my other life has to be better than the life I have right now, right? When in reality, they are living, even though it's not their lives, they're living their best life. Like the life that um, that as Penny an Uber has, driver? Penny, uh, the life that Penny had is not as good as the life Hansel had. Yes. Right? The life that Katie had was not as good as the life Sam Sam had. The life that Josh had arguably is similar to, to the life Isaac. that Isaac had. The life that Margo. Uh, Margo had better than the life Janet had was better than the life Margo had. The life that Brian had was better than the life Quentin had. Yeah. Right? Like they're all, Dean Fogg at least and did them a solid. Nigel, yeah, the well, bastard son well, of the Well, yeah, British Nigel, Lord. right? We never, I mean, we never really got to see what we Nigel was. We never get was, to see but Nigel. We can only assume that it was a better life than Elliot had. Mm -hmm. And and even, uh, what's her name? Uh, was it Pam? What's Kim. Kim, Kim DeMarco. Kim, Kimber D'Antoni is her go. name. Kimber D'Antoni's life is probably better than Julia's life. Although, I would say that Julia's life, to a point, until she discovered magic, was probably a pretty good life. She was starting to be a lawyer. But then when she found magic, that's what effed her up. Yeah. Right? So, so Dean Fogg, at least, to his credit, 
tried to give these characters better lives or these you know these people better lives than their original lives were right uh-huh so given that if they have these better lives but they're like well but i want to i want now that i know that i have another life i want to go back to that because that's my better life or is it the fact that the it's true a life. truer life i think it's a truer life is there so because sam says that you know her life is perfect she's like caught all these bad guys right. and done all the stuff well, she's but won she's medals also, and I awards thought she was a crooked cup. no no oh, she's okay. a detective all right um and she's like um it sounds perfect and that's why i don't want it because it's fake so it's that kind of thing where it's like now that they know their actual lives that they're living as these assumed personas are fake they would rather go back to the true lives that they lived, even though they're full of tragedy. It is a truer life than the fake ones that they are currently living. So what you're saying is truth is better than happiness. Is that the is that the thesis? The other thesis of the magician? I guess I guess so. Do you agree with that? I think that happiness can be found in truth. But well, but can you create? If I don't, you can I don't think they're. I don't think truth, they're. I don't think they're opposites. Let's say you wanted to reinvent yourself. Yes. Right? As somebody else. Right? You wanted to change your name. You wanted uh-huh. to change everything about you. Mm-hmm. Would you be happier in that truth? Um, If it were true to myself, then yes. But? If it was for, uh, like, to hide or something like that, right. then I don't think I would be as happy. But it, that depends, you know, because you can still make a life with an assumed identity. Right. Um, it's all relative. But is that ultimately you're going to feel bad about it because you know it's not the truth? Probably. Yeah. Why is that then? What is that about human condition that makes us dissatisfied with where we are and we rather, we have to be true regardless of the pain it would cause? Yeah. Are humans addicted to pain? Is that? No. I think it's just like, you know, like you want to, you want to have that truth in your life and you want to have that honesty even if you're not an honest person you still want to live true to yourself because yourself is the only person you got all right good talk <laughs> uh-huh. well then we see that um uh tick and fen and janet and they're cha- charting the uh places that the uh that ember quote quote has been going and he's headed east and so the next place he's bound to hit is the hair on the ass <laughs> um and then we see Jennifer Wait, and Bry Guy. It's a tavern. Okay. And we see Jennifer and Bry Guy, besties. And Jennifer, this is when Jennifer's like, "Hey, kill this pig, and you know, you know, fuck up its entrails on this altar so we can pray." Wait and a second, you missed the David Bowie reference. No, I don't they think that like, was a David Bowie it reference. It is. They I said he you, was partying with the Thin White Duke. Don't you know who the Thin White Duke is? I think I think you misheard that line. No, it's and, Bowie. There's okay. a Bowie. We'll go back and listen. And, okay. And, or if you want to go back and listen, audience, uh-huh. because I'm sure it was a Bowie I reference. I doubt it, but it would be nice. But um, Jennifer says, hey, you need to kill this pig. And Brian is like, no, I don't. I'm not scared of you. You've been killing all these people. I'm and I'm pigs. horribly traumatized at this point. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Um, and he's like, I'm not your pal. You know, I have a family and stuff. I have friends. I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. Just kill me. And um, the monster is like, well, I'm not going to do that. And so... He they break. Twiddle, he just twitters they, his finger. They break um, Brian's arm. So wait, and it me... is so crunchy and awful. Yes, and they definitely crunchy. broke like a watermelon or something for no, it. No sticks. Or no celery. celery they definitely yeah, yeah. broke some celery for that sound, and it is awful to look at and to hear. All right, so let me ask you a question because I don't quite understand. The monster is a being who can jump from body to body. Yes. So it's a spirit of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. But this monster also seems to have, like, ridiculous powers. Yeah. So, like, what is it? It's a god. Is it? But what kind of god? It's a discarded god. Okay. It's. Did they ever say that? Yes, they do say Did it. Did I and they not do, pay attention they, when yes, they say that? Yes, and they that? say it later. Okay. It's, it's where, so it's an old god, remember elder they're god. Like, yeah, remember when they're like, the castle was made for stuff that the old gods made originally and then threw away because they fucked it up? So it's like That's, Hercules. Yes, Dad. I said that to you Did when you? we watched the episode, oh, okay. that it's like Hercules. All right. So how many other essentially discarded the gods mon- are there? Essentially, the monster is like a titan. Um, okay. The monster also has a sister. We will see that later. Right, but hang on a season. second. I have a question for that you. That is about it, actually. Well, that's just, just like the, the Suicide Squad plot. 
Uh, all right, so let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Um, are there other discarded gods? No, it's just the monster and his sister. Why not? Uh, I don't There's know. Lot, there were lots of gods. Like, Sumeria had, like, a shit ton of gods, and nobody worships them. But apparently the only valid gods are um, uh, Greek-adjacent gods in this universe. So. Greek-adjacent gods? Yeah. I see. But the Magicians isn't Greek-based. No, it's not. I also think that, like... I forget the name. I have it, like, somewhere. But um, the origin of the monster and his sister is kind of similar to... Um, to Egyptian, uh, to Egyptian gods, which I think is really interesting. Like the lore is very similar, mm-hmm. where they were twins and they got separated and um, they were abominations and so on. I will find this before the you next will, episode. Will find, I will find will the I will find the actual myth and I will talk about it. How about you put it on Twitter? Maybe I will. So that would give people a reason to follow us on Twitter. Maybe I will, but. Um, before all that, before any of that drama happens, we get to see Dean Fogg and his tailor, Etta, and she's come to fix... Played by Sherilyn Fenn. Yes, and she comes to super cutie fix on his Twins suit, because he wanted to talk to her, so that's why he ripped his suit. Yes. And so they talk, and she's like, here, do you want to see my new suit I've made for you? It's not done yet. And so he's like, okay, sure. And so she brings it up, and it's not done, and but floating up in the air. And, um, and it drops it. on the ground. Hang on, he smells he it. He smells first. it and smells like his grandma's huckleberry pie. So does that and he mean, starts crying. Wait a second. So does that mean that Dean Fogg is essentially the purple pie man from Strawberry Shortcake? No. Do you even know what I'm talking about? No. So Strawberry Shortcake was this doll, these dollies. I know what Strawberry Shortcake and, was. And they would, all the dolls would smell like different I'm things. I'm aware of that, Dad. And the purple pie man smelled like a huckleberry pie. Uh-huh. So that means that Dean Fogg is actually the purple pie man from Strawberry Shortcake. Okay. Because his clothes, if you smell him, I mean, presumably... Do, do, like, all of Dean Fogg's clothes smell like I something? I think it's, like, um, the Harry Potter thing where, like, you smell a love potion. It smells like whatever you love. It's, like, the suits smell like whatever. But do you think Dean Fogg like. has kind of a, a suit smell that, like, depending on the suit? Like, like today I'm going to wear my chocolate suit. Or today I'm going to wear my raspberry suit. Or today I'm going to wear know. my Maybe my he's just a delicious pastry in disguise. Or something like that. Maybe he's a giant gingerbread man. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But he talks to Etta and he says he ex- he comes clean to just her because they've known each other for 23 years. And That's she's like, like she's like, why? She's like, why a graphic novel? And he's like, oh, it made the glamour easier. And they all had rich backstories. And that's why I chose it. Um, so wait a second. Is there a whole nother uh, is there a whole nother spinoff series where Dean Fogg is a frustrated comic book artist? Did we talk about this? You already this? talked about this. <laughs> this last time. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, Edda's like, hey, you want to know a secret? Um, you can't stand yourself and you hate yourself a lot because you wear bespoke suits and tailored shirts and it's armor to keep the world away because you're really just a huge fucking softy. And Dean well, Fogg's like, damn, maybe, I guess. Maybe. 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 Debatable. And then we see Kim and Dean. It's like the kind of final day. It's the end of the day. He's going to leave break bills for good. And Kim says, you know, hey, you have to tell me who those students are. We got to help them. You can't just leave and go away. I'll be all by myself. And we have to reverse this. And Dean Fogg says, no, you know. What would happen is you would have to, um, you would you would have to fight, and you would have to, you would be in danger, and it would not be good. And you know, Kim's like, "Hey, I would be more careful." And Dean Fogg's like, "No, you know, take care of yourself, and take care, be more careful in your life, in your lives." Have a great life. And then he says, "You know, finally getting to be your teacher is the greatest honor I've ever Can had." Did you already say that? Eh, eh. He said that like last episode, right? No. No. Um, He's and then, soft. and then he leaves, and then um, we see accept him. His fate. And he goes to accept his fate, and then we see him in his new persona, and it is Marina's dad, and he's homeless. Yes. And Marina steals his money. Although I have to leaves, say that leaves that, him on the corner. That's pretty horrible. Uh, he does look a little bit like Dave Chappelle. Oh. <laughs> his, when Dave Chappelle does his crack guy costume. Okay, Dad. Um, oh, but funny. then we see Alice. Back to Alice, and she has opened up the magic tube that's running through the prison. Yes. And she, you know, puts her hand, arm inside, and she gets cut while doing and it. And here, again, we get another suicide visual Ugh, reference. It's awful. Um, and every episode. She, like, is it every episode this so far? Have we seen a suicide reference? Yeah. Right? Um, let's, we, keep, Alice, let's, have, let's go on suicide watch this uh, season and see so many. how many suicide references are this uh, each episode. Right? 
But um, Alice directs her little buddy, her little cockroach buddy, to walk along the walls and walk around the ground. And he sneaks into Zelda's office and they see that there's a fireplace. And then Zelda smushes Not just the, the, fireplace, poor, the poor little cockroach. It's a, it's a chimney. It's a chimney. And yeah. who uses chimneys to travel? Santa! Oh, I thought you were going to say Krampus. No, uh, but... Hey, so wait a second. Uh, no, so but Alice is Santa. like, hey, do you still use chimneys for realsies? And Santa's like, oh yeah, baby, I can get through a chimney. So let me ask you a question then. Yes. If there is an existence of Santa in this universe... Does that mean Krampus exists? Definitely, yes, definitely. Right? So where's Krampus, right? Why can't know. they get He's Krampus He's not in jail. Krampus would be... Krampus is not How in rad jail. would have been if like Krampus showed up in a monster truck... Like, smashed through the wall and was like, oh, yeah, like the Kool-Aid no. man. And then, like, rescued Santa and Alice. No. No, that's great, right? No. That'd be odd. The Adventures you know of what? Santa and Krampus you know in the Magician's what is, Universe. You know what is great? That would be a great you know spinoff show. You know what is great? The no. Fick List. That's right, Boom Baby. No, you already Add talked time. about The Fick List no, last didn't. time. No, I didn't. Yes, you I did. did. Not. You I did, did not talk about The Fick List last time. You did talk about anyway, The Fick List. Anyway, The Fick List will officially be hosting a panel at Awesome Con on August 20th at 6.30. Why aren't you saving this for the news section? This is the ad. No, this isn't an ad. This is the ad. The ad is for The Fick List. This is going on in the worlds of the magicians. This is the ad for The Fick List. Go and plus you're panel. 20 minutes too late. Well, you didn't do anything, so I'm I was try- inserting I'm it trying now. to kill the bit. Too bad. The bit's to, never going to fucking die. I'm trying to kill the bit <laughs> in the same way that Justin tries uh-huh. to kill Munch Squad. Uh-huh. The greatest podcast within a podcast ever yeah. created. No, listen that's the to Munch list. Squad. No, no, listen to Munch Squad on My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a pretty good podcast that has a great podcast in it called Munch Squad. The greatest uh, fast food uh, related podcast ever no. created by my no. boy Justin McElroy. No. But we see Brian and Jennifer again. <laughs> um, and Brian, his arm his gets, gets fixed by Jennifer and Jennifer gives the little piggy a little goodbye kiss. And then they give a kiss, yes. Hale gets him a the little, kiss of pig. Give, we give didn't, a this is why we kiss. need to get Hale back on the show because so then we got to go, hey Hale, what is it like to kiss a pig? Kiss a pig. Right. Um, but then we see... Um, Todd and um, Kim, and they find the power source. That oh wait, no, Bob you had. missed the funny line from Jennifer. What was it? Where Jennifer says, "Please play, pray harder." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please pray harder. Just like, come on, do it a little better. Um, but we see Kim has found the um, perpetual battery, and she discovers that you know, like if I overload it, maybe it'll like stop the spell and from so happening the altogether. So she just starts doing magic against it and getting thrown against the wall and dying Receiving over leave. and over again and coming back yeah, to this life. This makes no sense. And Todd is just like he gets used to it. It would have been cooler if instead she just tried to cast like the most ridiculous like huge spell ever. That but would they take like a lot. Throwing, they like yeah, throwing Stella that's against the, uh, that's, walls. That's there. That's the other thing we should have kept track of. Is like how many, how times, many times Stella like, gets thrown no, against the wall? No, how many times wall? a character has Stella. gone thrown against the wall? Is it it's always really, just it's Stella? Really, it's always Stella yeah. who gets thrown against is the wall. Is it that the? Is it the? Now is it's not the actual actress, right? Do you think it's a stunt person? I think it's a stunt person. Do you think yes. that they have a stunt person that they just like using? It's definitely and a like, stunt person. We want to like give this stunt person some work, and yes. the only work they give that stunt person is all right. Hitting let's throw you against the wall. Again. Yes. Do you think that that poor stunt person has back problems? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know who also has back problems? Yeah. The pig, because it's dead now on the altar. No, it doesn't have back problems because his guts are yeah. all over the place. And we see Brian praying over the little piggy Aww. entrails, and then we see Enyelias. And he's got these shitty-looking sunglasses. He looks like a little fucking biker dude. No, he looks like a like Rambo guy. He's got a machine gun and um, all that. And Jennifer says, I want it back. And, and Elias is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the monster sends and Elias against a tree and opens up his chest cavity and fists him in the chest cavity. Um, you just look- wanted to say fist in the chest cavity. Yes, because it's a direct quote from Hale Appleman. That's a quote? You yes, said it he is. fisted somebody in the chest cavity? Yes, he did. Multiple times this season, he was will. Was it a dummy or? It's a person. No, I mean, um, like. No, he didn't. No, Hale Appleman actually shoved his fist into someone's chest cavity and killed them. Every single time we see someone die on screen this season, it's Hale Appleman so this, actually killing so them. So, The Magicians, what you're saying, is actually a documentary? Yes, ag- absolutely. <laughs> God help us if that were the case. Um, but the monster goes and reaches up inside and tries to find the thingy. But he can't find whatever's inside Enulias, and it actually turns out that it's not actually Enulias. It's a Corbant. It's a servant of Enulias, right. and that he was sent in his place because 
the actual god knows what the monster is looking for right. and doesn't want it to be found. Right. Um, and then we see, you know, Kim and Todd when they get when Kim gets killed over and over again. So hang on, let me ask you a question. Every time Kim dies, does that restart the timeline? For it's not. It's she's. It's the Kate, same timeline. Je- uh, no, it doesn't, because it's the same timeline. Why not? Though? It's not because it's they not, were always saying not, that every no, time because, they died, no, it restarted the timeline. No, it, no, Jane was doing that on purpose. She just did it every time they died because she was like, "Oh well, I fucked up again." But how do and we know that it. when you we reset know it, the timeline? You know why? Because the the fucking stopwatch got destroyed. And Hang that's on, why let, it's the same timeline. This is timeline me, 40. It does not change. Let me ask you a question, though. Yes. When you die and you restart the timeline, how do we know that it doesn't restart from the moment you die? It does not rather because it than starts, rewind. Because she rewinds it to the beginning but of the I'm semester. But I'm saying that maybe this is a new type this of is thing. Not, this is not it at all. Well, all write, right. Hey, if you want to write it, write your no, own fiction. No, I don't. Fiction. Stop it. So, but it's not what it is. So let me ask you this, then. What about... Um, like, does this mean that it's Julia, uh, so if Julia 40, right, is that the one we're on? So she had died and came back. So now that she's dying and come backing all this Still time. Still Julia 40. Is, no, is it 41, 42, no, 43, it's not. 44, 45? It's not because the Why four, not? No, because the numbers denotate the timeline, not the death. It's just that every single time that she reset, at least Quentin had died, and that's why she kept resetting it. And it, he had died um, 39 times, and so she had reset it every time Quentin had died. It's not the death marking the number of timelines. There's probably way more timelines. So what you're saying is the entire universe is centered around Quentin. Yes. And that's why season five is bad. Um, but then we see Janet and Tick and Fen, and they go inside the Hair on the Ass Tavern, and Where there's Janet those... says, you know, real ragers rage in the day. Yeah, it like, wasn't even was, afternoon. What's, what's that festival, Holly Festival or something, where they throw the chalk at each other? Oh, um, um, I'm... Uh, yeah, don't, don't look it up, it's fine. I think it's Diwali. That, yeah, that's that's kind yeah. of what they're doing, right? Like, they're having so, a big... Not really, though. Well, they were, outside at least, it looked like. Yeah, right? yeah. There was, like, but, stuff coming out the... Um, the the barn. But it's actually not Ember who's there. It's actually Bacchus impersonating Ember. Wearing he's got some big stomping. He's got some goat pants yep. and some horns that he made. And um, um, at this very moment, Kim finally overloads the battery. And as soon as the battery gets overloaded, everyone shakes out of the spell. They go all spell. Jacob Slattery. And their faces shake back and forth between the actor who was fake playing them and the person who was actually portraying right. that them. That was the first... That was the... The first time they did that effect, Jacob's Ladder. Have mm. you ever seen that movie? No, I've not. Where it's like, blah, 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 blah. I can't do it too much. Uh-huh. Give me a headache. But um, they all switch back, and immediately, you know, Q switches back into himself, and he prepares a spell. See, this to is shoot why it would have been much more effective to have an episode and a half with the other actors, Just the because actors. then when that happened, you're like, oh, oh my God, it's yeah. actually, you know, the old actors. Well, alas, they needed that money. Um, but the monster is like, he stops Q from doing that. He's like, oh my God, Quentin, you're back. Oh, did you want to play with him? Sorry. He's already dead. He's too dead. He's too dead. Um, and then we see Margot and immediately like her posture changes. So fucking good. Summer Bishel's a great actress. And Fen, um, crowns Margot again. Yep, and nice Margot's, moment. yeah, it's a great moment. And Margot's like, Bacchus, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and he's like, what do you do? What do you, I'm not Bacchus. What do you mean? And she's like, why are you here? He's like, how do you know who I am? And she's like, I followed you on Instagram like everyone else before you got kicked off the platform. Um, but Bacchus sends her away again. He's like, I think you want to leave. I think that's what you want to do. And she's like, no, I want to know what the fuck you're doing to my kingdom and why you're here. But he sends her away. And then Fen and Tick and everyone and else gets mad stays at behind. him. That's yeah, not cool. Not very cool right? at all. She should at least get to keep her crown. She's high king. Mm, but alas. And then we see Q. Um, and uh, the monster is part. like, oh my gosh, thank God. I was getting so tired of the Brian game. And Q's like, hey, catch me up. Also, must note, they are sitting and the monster is leaning his little head on Q's shoulder. It's It would be very cute if it weren't for the fact that they were covered in blood and it wasn't Elliot. Um, well, maybe you could paint that. Maybe. But we see uh, the monster explains, you know, Q asks, like, why did you have to torture that guy? And the monster says, you know, well, I had to get something from him and he didn't have it. So now I have to go and find the people who actually have it. But I don't know what part of me they took. Um, it's the part that knows things. It's the thunder meat. No, it's not Isaac's thunder meat. 
But Q's like, oh, yeah, so they, like, owe you. And he's like, hey, like, speaking of friends, um, because, you know, the monster's like, oh, I got to find my friend, like, my friends and stuff. Because we're friends, you know? He's like, we're friends. We're besties. And Q's like, well, speaking of friends, um, uh, when you get back what the gods took from you, um, could I maybe have Elliot back? <laughs> uh, he just says it in such a very small voice and it's so sad. And then the monster's like, you miss him. You like him more than me. You miss all your friends that tried to kill me. And Q's like, no, no, no. Um, and the monster's like, good. You miss them? Good. And then they disappear. And then we see all the other questers and Josh is like checking his pants. And he's like, well, there are upsides and downsides <laughs> to turning back to normal. And um, Penny 23 is like, yeah, it felt like we were in a dream. And Katie's like, yeah, a nightmare. And then, so they're all kind of getting their bearings again after being different people for like six months. And then we see the monster and Q show up. And they're like, oh my god, Elliot, Quentin, where have you been? And Quentin runs over to the side where everyone is and he's like, guys, guys, be careful. Um, And they're like, well, what's wrong? And the monster's like, because I'm not here to play. And that's where the episode ends. And that's where his eyes go all orangey. Yes. So first of all, I got to say that uh, evil Elliot is just as good. Hale playing evil is just as good as Hale playing good. Well, Hale is a good actor. That's the answer. But he's like particularly good at like that kind of sinister, Mm -hmm. you know, type of... uh, Well, it's also like a childlike evil. Yes. Which is the best kind. disarming. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the best? The best kind. I don't know. Is it better to have childlike evil in an adult body or childlike evil in a kid's body? Like I the like ex- adult like evil and I like adult evil in a child's body. Yeah, and you like evil in an adult's body. I think it's funnier. You that like way. you like evil like the Omen and the Exorcist. Sure. Like kids, have you seen those movies? No. Oh, they're scary. But you know what? Maybe I have seen episode two of season four of The Magicians, and um, what did you rate it? What would I rate it? I would rate it a four out of five. Beans? God beans. God beans. Well, we haven't seen any god beans yet, but no, we will yet. soon. You've already some implied the existence of god Well, he beans. looked for, the, the monster yes, looked for went, some god beans today. For, he went rummaging for beans. He went rummaging for beans, didn't find any, but I found four beans You found out of four five. beans? I like this episode a lot because I enjoy Kim. I like her little thing with Dean Fogg. I love the Dean Fogg sequence. It's so fucking funny. I love Todd in this episode. He's hilarious. I love the monster. I love Jennifer. I love that bit where it's like, can I please have Elliot back? That makes me so emotional and sad. And, you know, I just, I like this episode. It's a fun episode. Don't like seeing Alice get cut on the arm yeah. ever. Again, another. Ugh. Ugh. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're bad. Not, they're not sure. Bad. They don't know what to do with her bad. anymore. It's too bad. Well, here's the thing. I feel... I've already said this to you. I feel like Alice completes her arc halfway through the season, and then she's like, "Good," but then they keep going, and then it gets bad again. Right. All right. But hey. So I think we're gonna. How many god beans? I think we're gonna make um, filler in Father History, which is this might be the first time I rate an episode higher than you do. Well, that's not true. You have done that before. Have I given a higher rating? But uh, how many beans? I'm giving it five beans because I really enjoyed this episode. Now, here's the thing. Here's the here's the horribleness. Is that I know that in like another three or four episodes, I'm going to get tired of all these plots. You mean season, you mean season four, episode four, Mary Fuck Kill? I don't know. I haven't seen I that one I hate that yet. one. But, Sorry, guys. Spoiler. All right. No I spoilers. hate that episode. But um, what uh, what I like about it right now is that there's movement in the, you know, I know we're we're firmly in like fan fiction territory, right? So yes. I've already embraced that. Yes. But like, I like that the 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 alternate identity thing has already resolved. Yeah. I like that there's movement on, we know what the motivation of Jennifer is. Yeah. I like that um, the the Dean Fogg stuff was hilarious and awesome. And, you know, this is the version of Dean Fogg I wanted to see more of. Uh, lots of Todd, which is always good. Um, you know, uh, all that, right? Like it was, it was, it was interesting. It was, uh, you know, plot filled. It, there was some good suspense moments in it. There's some good sadness moments in it. But I know that knowing the way these writers write, they're going to drag this shit on for another six or seven episodes. And by that point, I'm probably going to get tired of it. But in episode two of season four, I am quite happy with it. And so I give it a five beans. Hell yeah. We love beans. Yes. We love beans. beans are delicious. All right. So uh, what is going on in the world of the magicians? Funny you should ask. 
So, right now, I think, I don't know if you still can, but there's still tickets to the Great Filter, which is now just the digital tickets, the actual show closed, but the digital tickets are happening for the recordings at the end of July. That is the show that Trevor Einhorn and Jason Ralph did in uh, Off-Broadway, which is pretty fucking cool. I've heard a lot of good, like, things about it, and I'm excited to watch it. There is also the Philanthropy Bitches Covenant House Charity event, which is going to be happening kind of mid-July to end of July. And there is also the Magician's Big Bang, which is going to be happening at the end of July and the beginning of August, which is pretty fun and sexy. Um, so those are kind of some stuff that's happening. And All right. It's very there you exciting go. Get involved with Get the involved. Magician's fandom or start your own thing, yeah. right? If you're a Magician's fan and you're sad that the Magician's is no longer on and the only thing that's keeping the entire fandom alive is this show. It's this show. Uh, you this should, very show. Is that you should start your own Magician's related project and then get other magicians fans to join in because i'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people out there that like that show and want to still relive those glory days uh yeah all right Definitely. so speaking of um projects uh where can people find you and see your project you can find us at fillery and father on at gmail.com you can find fillery father on twitter and fillery and father on tiktok you can find me Evelyn Rogers at wow underscore underscore then on Twitter and at fishy Dwaros on Instagram and Patreon also under the name Evelyn Rogers and my website is Evelyn Lee Rogers it's my middle name um yeah commission me that's it where commission can some find... lovely magicians art for you <laughs> where, where can people find you uh you can find me online at Twitter at Mighty Bedbug and on Instagram at Mighty Bedbug wow that was really short well I'm not, mess- I'm not messing around this time damn well, hey, you'll find us next time on season four, episode three, Bad News Bears. Best, best, good episodes, good episodes. All right, all right, no spoilers. No spoilers, but this has All right, well, we will... You will hear us oh next God. time. We, one of these days, we just got to write this down so uh-huh. we actually know what we're saying. Uh-huh. Filler and Father. Filler Yay, and Father. we Yay. did it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.